You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And a little in the air tonight is Pete Swiss going to throw out the Twitter jokes, mocking on age. Pete's closer to 40 than I am at 50, so we'll have our fun with that. It is your Locked On Browns pregame show brought to you tonight by MyBookie.com. We're going to get into the Browns, uh, the Ravens offense versus the Browns defense. We'll get into the changes to the Browns offense. Um, guys, basically the Week 5 matchup, I went back today, I looked at it. It's it's basically vastly, vastly different. And for both teams, they are vastly, vastly improved as we head into this Week 17 matchup. Um, whether or not the Browns win, look, Baltimore could still end up winning the division with Pittsburgh losing the way Pittsburgh's going right now. Who knows? Uh, look, Cincinnati, it may, may not happen. Uh, you think Pittsburgh should win. But look, bottom line here, if you talked when we spoke with, uh, if you guys listened when we spoke with Kevin Zeitler last night, the team is motivated. They want to close this out. They want to win it, fit, win four straight. They want to go 8-7-1. They want to go 4-1-1 in the division. That is on the line here. And look, you know, for everybody, oh, well, the, the Ravens defense, and they're great here, great here. Baker threw over three bills on these guys. And that was in week five. Baker Mayfield is vastly improved. Freddie Kitchens, uh, Nick Chubb. Three carries, negative two yards. We were still riding that Carlos Hyde train back in those days. So as much as anybody wants to say, oh, well, the Browns don't have a chance here, I'm not buying it. I just don't see it. Uh, this should be a good game. 425 starts, so your pro, uh, post-game show will be a little later. Uh, joining here, as always, for the pregame. Pete, uh, you know, like I said here, look, week 17, we're going to put a bow on this, which is great because me and you, me and you kind of get to go, you know, uh, you know, basically uh, the old, you know, the old movies of the grumpy old men. We get to do start going into that draft cycle here, but we do got one more game here to cover pre and post. It's going to be an interesting one Sunday. Yeah, I mean the the first first game feels like a season ago. It just 100%. the teams are on Der- Derek Willies. Derek Willies. <laughs> yeah, that that was the Derek Willies game. All three receptions, sixty some odd yards, and all that. Uh, everybody hoping he'd uh, be the next big thing, and they broke his collarbone in that. Practice, and a Friday practice. And a Friday. Yeah. What's going so, on in Friday practices? The guys are popping collarbones, but whatever. But, uh, you know, I, I certainly don't buy the idea this is unwinnable. I mean, if anything, the Browns have proven enough that, that, that certainly they have opponents that are difficult, but there's no game they can't win. And they're certainly – they are better than they were in week five. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, and, and you know, they, you talk about motivation. If nothing else, this is a potential statement game. For the Browns, uh, you know, four one and one. Obviously, the eight seven and one. All these things they haven't done, you know, in over a decade. And then, you know, wanting to send a message to the Ravens, wanting to send a message to the rest of the division, and then, you know, on a bigger scale, wanting to send a message to the National Football League and and anyone who watches it that you know this team's coming. And and if you can get that win, you certainly have a lot more cachet in that argument. Uh, you know, and, and meanwhile, if you lose, you know, there, there will be people who will undoubtedly go, well, the Browns beat a bunch of bad teams and they're not wrong. Uh, and, and the people will push back and go, well, they hadn't won anything and they're not wrong, but you know, that there will be way too much meaning put on this, uh, regardless of the outcome. Uh, but it's certainly a game. This is the type of game you want the Browns to be in. This is the type of game that uh, whether it's for the playoffs or not is a meaningful game. And if you win, it will feel like you won something, uh, even if it's not the postseason now. Uh, and and that's, that's where you want to be with this football team. 
Well, and you know, and some of the things that, like you know, uh, the week five matchup, you know, Denzel Ward played. Obviously, Terrence Mitchell didn't. Yeah, had gotten hurt the, uh, the week previously. This week, Terrence Mitchell will be here. Denzel Ward would not. Uh, guys, anybody look, Denzel Ward should not play in the Pro Bowl. Guys, look, love Denzel, great dude. That's just not where you need to be right now, man. Just focus on your offseason. Focus on getting yourself right. And it came out maybe in the press conference today or when Greg spoke a little bit, you know, that Denzel maybe understands he's got some things to work on. And, you know, we need that. But we're going to move on to this here. Um, Pete, this is vastly, vastly different. Um, You know, and first things first, you know, Lamar Jackson, look, I understand what Baltimore is doing. They want to go to the playoffs, all that stuff and the other thing. It may not be the best thing for Lamar Jackson's long-term health the way they're using him, but look, for right now, for them, it's working, and you throw in a Gus Edwards and Kenneth Dixon, a guy who almost kind of you know was a little bit of a draft darling some years back, kind of been off the radar, but these guys, you know, with Edwards, with Dixon, they can run the ball, each of them able, you know, capable of catching the ball. Dixon's got a little more moves, Edwards got a little more north-south to him, Lamar's an absolute wild card. Go in a little bit here for me. I mean, it, nothing about this offense is complicated. I mean, it's everything revolves around Lamar Jackson. You take he your best is, athlete, put him at quarterback, and then go from there. Yeah, I mean, th- 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 there is no question. This is you know, this is straight out of high school where you. But he he's the guy who's going to make this whole thing work. The Browns don't need to to shut down the Ravens' running game. Certainly, that's ideal. They just need to not get killed by it. And the best way to not get killed by it is to basically. Uh, s- slow down, stop whatever you can to L- Lamar Jackson, and 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 you'll live with, you know, Gus Edwards or, or Kenneth Dixon running the ball a little bit. But to this point, uh, you know, he makes a couple nice throws a game, but nobody is afraid of Lamar Jackson throwing the football right now, uh, which is what he should be doing right now. He should be airing out forty times a game. This is what he needs. Right, and, and and so many people are talking about. Well, this is valuable experience, and and for the most part, mm. I, I disagree because he's not really being asked to read anything. It's basically one read and go, uh, and and throw it, and and he's more of an area code type thrower right now, where it's in the general vicinity, but it, it's almost never accurate. And there's plays that have been missed that could have been touchdowns and all kinds of stuff, and, and obviously plays that could be turnovers. And and for the Browns' defense, which thrives off that. They're a team that can can punish uh, a, a kid like Lamar Jackson for making mistakes, and and the Ravens absolutely do not want to find themselves in a situation where they have to throw to win the game. They don't have the quarterback right now, and they certainly don't have the weapons to to support it. And if you want to get in a shootout, that that's an advantage to the Browns every time. Given that Baker Mayfield is having such a great year, and the offense is is going at such much better clip than it was in week five, uh, you know, before the coaching changes, before some other things were changed. Like, you know, they were still rolling with Carlos Hyde at that point. Uh, Desmond Harrison. And Desmond Harrison. Like, it's going to be just a completely different look. Uh, so, you know, a lot of this is going to be riding on the on the Ravens' defense. And you know, that is going to be it. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Um, you know, defensively, like I said, you know, Terrence Mitchell will be here. Obviously, Denzel Ward won't. Uh, the thing for me is, Pete, is do you kind of, I mean, Joe's not the guy, and look, we keep saying it week in, week out. Is this a week where maybe Jabril Peppers, maybe his eyes need to be on number eight and kind of just attack it that way? Yeah. I mean, I, well, I, I, I have, that would be exactly what I would do. Uh, and, and, 
this is why I think the Browns are uniquely equipped to deal with the Ravens. And people point their run defense, and yeah, I get it. It's not great. But they have a player like Jabril Peppers, who's just a big, angry cuss, who's just going to come downhill, and he's going to hit uh, Lamar Jackson every chance he gets it. He hands it off. Chances are he's going to get hit. He keeps it. He's going to get hit. And that's what needs to happen. And 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 I and I hate it from the standpoint that I I would like Lamar Jackson to to you know be around ten years and make plays. But too often I'm seeing him in the third and fourth quarter basically drag himself up because he's just getting drilled as they run quarterback dives uh, with with what they're hoping to be the franchise guy, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But you could see Jabril Peppers basically playing as a linebacker, or if they decide they want to go even bigger. Take uh, take Peppers and Derek Kindred, put them both on the field uh, to, to give them a little more range and a little more box presence and have Demarius Randall sort of be that true center fielder in this one and, and basically dare the Ravens to pass over them. Uh, I think the Browns have a lot of options that can sort of really force the Ravens into maybe into situations they don't want to be or in situations where they have to be able to capitalize with some passing and, and to this point – um, they haven't shown shown to be capable. So if the Browns ultimately go and lose because Lamar Jackson throws for 350 yards, I think at the end of the day, as, much, as frustrating as that is, you're going to basically say, look, you know, we'll live with that. What we can't have is Lamar Jackson running for, you know, 80 to 120 and opening up everything else in their offense where – they're basically stuck in man coverage or, or, or some wonky zone where they have to keep eyes on him and they're not focused on just taking care of their defensive assignments. And if you look at it, look, everybody made a big deal of their win last week. And look, they ran the ball well, obviously, with Lamar Jackson, with Edwards, with Dixon. Uh, John Brown, basically non-existent. Michael, Tra- Michael Crabtree, non-existent. So look, me personally, right off the bat, T.J. Carey, and John Brown, look, John Brown, TJ Carey is going to line up three yards off the line of scrimmage, and he's going to be physical as hell with you. Terrence Mitchell is going to go with Michael Crabtree, wherever they go. These guys aren't doing much with Lamar Jackson right now. And if you want to play, like he said, if you want to play Randall as a deep center fielder, Andrews right now, obviously Baker's old running mate, is seems to be their most you know explosive play guy. I'm not worried about getting behind Demarius Randall, so that's fine. With Derek Kindred, the key here with Lamar Jackson is contain, 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 contain. What is one thing Derek Kindred does well? He will set that edge, and he will sacrifice himself that you're not getting outside of him. Even if he gets plowed over, you're going to turn up inside of him. Jabril, Joe, flow, flow to him. Flow to number eight. And look, if they're going to run him 15, 16 times, he's going to take 15, 16 hits, and he better take 15, 16 big-time hits. It's only going to hurt Baltimore in the long run if they're going to choose to sacrifice him for the 10-year period for one playoff run where they're most likely going to go one and out. God bless him. But no, any time, and he's back there. And the one thing, this is something Lamar Jackson better be ready for is Miles Garrett, he gets clean. And, and look, Miles gets off and gets off like a monster. He's going to be there a lot quicker than Lamar Jackson has seen to this point. Right, and, and Larry Ogunjobi, I you know, still don't know the status of his bicep, but he had a great game last week. So, you know, if he's feeling good, that's certainly another problem. If they want to put Ogba inside or they want to keep him outside to contain, um, I you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see some 
basically some outside rushes by Garrett and Avery to sort of open up some interior lanes for blitzers to come in and try to fluster and confuse uh, Lamar Jackson or maybe fool him into thinking there's a running lane that isn't, that quickly gets filled. Um, I mean, it's different than with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, far more experienced uh, quarterback, and, and Lamar Jackson is a rookie and looks it. So I'll be curious to see how – uh, diverse and how many different looks they want to try to throw at him to, to see if they can't fool him. But but absolutely, I mean, um, I don't trust anyone on, on the Ravens' offensive line to block Miles Garrett. So move him around, let him let him cause a problem. Because yeah, if he gets if he gets through, he's got about you know sixty pounds at least on on Lamar Jackson, and those hits are going to stay hit. Um, and that's you know the small the quote unquote small guy on this line is 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 a fire hydrant powerhouse and Jannard Avery who's like a a again small 255 260 pounds those hits are going to hurt and if they get you know Jabril Peppers and Joe Schobert or Jamie Collins going with some speed uh to hit and connect you know those hits are going to stick and and you know the hope here and and Greg Williams has been obviously been stressing this is you hope you knock one of those loose and you get a possession out of it that's where this becomes a problem, and if, if again, if the Ravens get behind, they're going to have a lot of trouble. They they just aren't a team that's ver- built very well. They they seem more likely that even if they get were to get down by fourteen points, that they're they're basically a team that's going to say we do what we do, and try to do their best. the The only thing that could get interesting is if they get in an awkward situation and and. Whether it's scoreboard watching or whatever, and they feel pressed, and they go with Joe Flacco at some point, just to try to change things up uh, and, and ensure they get the win, um, we'll see. But I mean, again, this is this is potentially anyway a winner go home situation for the Ravens, so they may pull out all the stops. It is one hundred percent that way, and I'm trying to just look here and, and make sure what time the Steelers play on Sunday. They're both at both at four twenty five. Both They're at four twenty five. So I mean, both doing it like a soccer. Uh, World Cup type deal. So, I mean, there is that. And, you know, look, Joe Flacco's there and, you know, obviously has the arm. But the thing is, this hasn't been his show. So, I mean, there's going to be some rust to it and, you know, how this works out. And, you know, I'm I'm sure the reps are largely Lamar and largely the offense that he's running. Um, you know, look, and, and you're going to continue to maybe come at that A-gap and look, and when there's obvious pass situations, you know, Joe's going to come, Jabril's going to come, but the contain here, that is the absolute key to all of this is, and especially with the, you know, the obvious passing situations is you cannot let him get outside and let his legs go wild because this has been issues they've had, for God's sakes. One of the reasons that they, you know, lost the Tampa game was Jameis Winston, who, you know, looks like a 67-year-old grandmother stepping on Legos, was able to make some plays with his legs. Yeah, I mean, this is this has been a bugaboo for the Browns. Uh, and, and I think a lot of it has been that that send a bunch of guys up the field and, and leave gigantic holes uh, underneath to give those running lanes. Uh, you know, I think they can get away with that a little bit more uh, with, with a rookie. But the problem is Lamar Jackson is such a gifted athlete where if he gets loose, it's it's a huge problem. So I'm hoping there's more of a, you know, more of a second level type presence where even if it's a blitz, it's a wait and see where the hole opens type thing or, or if it's a stunt or whatever to try to create confusion, to try to get some some free runs at the quarterback and not 
make it easy on him where he's basically going drop back. There's going to be a hole right here, and I'm going to run for 10 yards before anyone comes up. And if I'm smart, I'm either going to get out of bounds or, or slide so I don't take a hit, and I'm still throughout with my leg. Basically, the the Bermuda Triangle of problems for the Browns against against a quarterback like him. That's one thing, you know, and it is. And look, but defensively, look, I mean, it's simple. It's simple what Baltimore is doing. But, you know, it's, you know, kind of like, you know, remember the Titans, you know, the Novocaine thing. They're going to stick with it. They're going to stick with it. They're going to stick with it. At the end of the day, are you going to, you know, are you going to become victorious over it? And we'll get to the offensive side of the ball here in a little bit. Guys, the uh, Lockdown Browns pregame show here tonight is brought to you by MyBookie.com. Guys, betting advice. The first step I will always give you is, who you are betting your money with is almost as who you are betting your money on. So that's where MyBookie.com comes in. They've been in the business for years. They have fantastic online reviews. Their mobile site, simple, clean, easy to use. If you go ahead and create your account with MyBookie.com, they will match your initial deposit. It's easier to bet the postseason slate. There's less games to monitor. You're able to follow it. You know, so if you, you know, this is something you're looking into. This is usually where I enjoy to bet. Is the playoff look? You, know, you got two games on Saturdays, two games on Sundays. You know, a lot less havoc. So it's a lot, you know, a lot more fun to bet this time of the year. Especially enjoy it this year, guys, because next year the Browns are going to be in it. So you have a little more rooting interest. Uh, MyBookie.com. I would only recommend somebody to you that has been good to me in the past. I will only wager a bet here with MyBookie.com. That's the only site I will use. You win, they pay. It is that simple. They have in-game live betting. Over/under on fantasy points scored and the most rewarded player perks in the business. Um, use the promo code Locked On Twenty Five, capital L, capital O, Twenty Five. Visit my bookie online today. M Y B O O K I E dot com. Mybookie dot com. You play, you win, you get paid. Now, Pete, as we flip it on over here, um, and a lot was made from the first matchup, and you know the Baltimore defense, this, that, and the other thing, and yeah, Baker had a tough time. Desmond Harrison, and I remember this pregame show, and I remember you saying, look, Desmond Harrison, I don't care how old Terrell Suggs is. Terrell Suggs versus Desmond Harrison is a poor matchup. It was a poor matchup that day. But at the end of the day, Baker Mayfield still lit up the board. I mean, through 45 times. That's not going to happen this week, guys. They have a lot more faith in Nick Chubb. But well over 300 yards, you know, took five sacks, threw an interception. Kind of a game you learn from, but that was a big one for Baker because... You learn from that game while walking away with a W. And we've just seen this kid now. And this is, I mean, it was early October. I mean, it feels ages ago. And guys, anybody who's followed the show here, I mean, you know what I've gone through personally. I mean, this is way before any of the stuff I've gone through with my personal life. And now Baker's coming in here and literally just riding, riding the high of what him and these these other guys have done. So you got to feel good about it in that nature. And look, Brashard Perriman, Nick Chubb, and this is before you've kind of gotten your core guys who are playmakers, Pete. Yeah, I mean, the first thing is with Desmond Harrison, it was frustrating enough he couldn't pass block, but he couldn't run block either. So you were getting nothing. Whereas Greg Robinson is inconsistent. It all comes down to his balance and sort of having a plan and having a good read on where guys want to go. Uh, but if nothing else, he's going to move somebody in the running game, and that's a huge advantage for for what the Browns had last time. And and certainly this the the win against Baltimore uh, was big for Baker Mayfield. Uh, you know he goes into this game obviously knowing he can beat the Ravens, and in that game, 
beating the Ravens and his own coaching staff. Um, <laughs> there's Nick Chubb becomes huge in this, and it's and it's and it's. Look, the Ravens are a great defense. Uh, they they just have guys at every level that can make plays. Their safeties are, are in particular are good. Um, Nick Chubb can can do a lot to make things easier by forcing Tony Jefferson and Eric Weddle to be honest to him. Uh, the more he can force them to at least keep an eye on him, if he can get through that second level and, and force them to start tackling, it opens up that play-action game. Uh, which which is deadly with Baker Mayfield. Um, I, I you know this be, could be a nice game for Njoku. Uh, Had six for sixty nine the first time out. In fact, I think this was the game that that was the first time you saw the uh, that side mesh uh, Oklahoma type play. The RPO. Yep. Yeah. So that that could be a good look for him. But but because the Ravens are so good, I, I think this and, and and this is what happened the first time around. Where it's not one guy is going to go out and make a go make ten catches or whatever. It's going to be whoever's open is going to make plays, and Baker Mayfield's the the right person to sort of find those guys. Um, but he's also got the added motivation, and I have no doubt he went back and found this stuff. Basically, Eric Weddle saying, you know, in in, oh, in essence, in essence, that he got lucky that 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 you know that he threw a bunch of balls that could have been intercepted. So you know the kid who kid, kid who almost falls over because the, the the chip on his shoulder has that much more fuel to you know fuel the fire. A guy who who does nothing but seem to operate on on the concept of spite and proving people wrong, and you know this becomes a, a, the first time really I think this year where somebody has directly said you know you got lucky or you're not good enough or whatever that he gets to sort of respond to. And, and obviously it was important with the Bengals, even though they were down that they had seen him before. This is another opportunity where this is a team that, that can't claim they were surprised by anything. They've seen it. Uh, we may see some wrinkles from, uh, from, from kitchens uh, that, that could be good in, in this matchup just to try to throw them off and give them things they haven't seen but really, I think this just becomes down to Baker Mayfield's going to have to find a way to make plays and against a, a motivated team that needs everything. And and the thing that could actually work to Mayfield's advantage, if he can stay patient, and this this becomes another game where you you worry that he's going to try to go, go, get out there and go too fast. Um, if he can stay patient, the Ravens players may start to get desperate. And may try to go for interceptions that might not be there. May try to make plays that aren't there. And he can—he's—he's he's a great player to sort of take advantage of guys making mistakes or making misreads or guessing that he can sort of take advantage and make punish them for it. And if he can find that mindset where he understands that it's going to be four quarters, that the Ravens aren't a team that score a ton of points, that. The Ravens are gonna, you know, make them earn every point. That he can sort of understand that you got to take it one drive at a time. Don't turn over the football, and you're gonna have a chance to win at the end. That he could get them to a lead and start putting pressure on the Ravens, which is not where they want to be. And now, and, and as Pete said, with spreading the ball around, uh, first game, uh, you know, uh, week five, and this is something you know, Landry over sixty yards, Najuku over sixty yards, Rashard Higgins, and if you guys remember, this is the game where Higgins got hurt. And afterwards in the postgame, me and Pete said, wow, it's really starting to seem like Rashard Higgins 
is Baker's go-to guy. Um, you know, Willie's, we had mentioned this. This was the Derek Willie's game. You know, um, Seth Val had a big play in that game. Uh, Carlos Hyde, who, you know, I like, we had a lot of fun with kicking in the ass, had over 77 total yards. But imagine that if Nick Chubb gets 19 touches in this game. Nick Chubb, I think it'll work out well. So there's upgrades around, obviously, and Greg included here and things of that nature. And this is what we're looking forward to. I mean, and look, it's vastly different the way this game is going to be versus the Week 5 matchup. Obviously, Baltimore's got all on the line. But the way these Browns are rolling, especially the offenses, they don't give a crap about nothing. And spoiling this party in Baltimore, Pete, these guys are all about it. They'd love to do every second of it. Yeah, and, and obviously... Kind of like know, shitting on somebody's homecoming, Pete. You know this. You're a high school coach. Yeah, and there's no question. They may not want to admit it. Obviously, Zeitler talked about, you know, it's about them and, and everything they want to accomplish, regardless of what the Ravens are trying to do. But there's no question that that, that, that they've got, you know, in the back of their mind that, you know... If they win, chances are that the, the Ravens aren't going to the playoffs, and this would be the third or fourth team that they've played Dream Smasher to. Uh, yep. that, that they have knocked out of the playoffs uh, and ended their hopes right there. So there's no question that they're going to be motivated on that front. And along those lines, I'm hoping that this is a game we see a lot of Duke Johnson in, and potentially, you know, this is another opportunity because obviously Kitchens wasn't the offensive coordinator for that one, where they do bring out some of that that wishbone stuff and get both backs on the field just to try to give them some some reads to confuse the, them and, and try to the shrink count, down the field and run the counters. Absolutely. Yeah. the The only thing that gives you some pause that you're worried about is the fact that the Ravens have a ton of defensive linemen and and short of Suggs. Uh, and Matt Judon, I think, they play basically 50-50. All their interior guys stay fresh and play hard throughout the game because they've just got so many. And none of them are, are necessarily superstars. You know, Michael Pierce is a nice player. Brandon Williams is a nice player. But it's not like they're dealing with a, a Fletcher Cox type or Geno Atkins type. They're just good, solid football players, and and uh, from that standpoint, they they may make it very difficult to run the ball because they're not likely to try to get too many pressures and get too many sacks. The the flip side of that is Judon was Judon and Suggs were both nightmares in the first matchup, uh, and and Hubbard still got to deal with Judon and it's gonna have to make those adjustments. So we'll see if if uh, Greg Robinson can sort of handle the Wiley vet. Uh, in, in Suggs and see if he can slow him down. If nothing else, this becomes a lot like the Broncos situation where if nothing else, you just run at him and try to wear him out that way and try to get him frustrated and off his game. But, uh, you know, keeping Baker Mayfield clean is going to be imperative. And if that's, you know, screen game, if that's some, you know, play action or, or, or some stuff to try to move move the protection to keep guys off balance, then that's something they may have to investigate. The problem is the Ravens are so solid everywhere that there's no one place where you're saying oh, we can we can certainly exploit this matchup. They just have a lot of you know good football players, and it's about finding the holes in the defense rather than the guy who's going to give it up. That the one thing I would add though is this is a game, another game where I think deep shots could be could could tilt this game in favor of the Browns. 
because they've got so many guys who are fast. And as you and I noted with last game, the guy who could could step up and make some plays, who was rather invisible last week, was Antonio Callaway. I do think Rashard Higgins is just going to be a consistent pain in the ass because that's just what he does. But if it's Perryman, certainly he's motivated in this one. Oh, if it's Callaway, God. you know, one of those guys can 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 take a pass over the top and 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 move the field position or set them up for a big score or just put it in the end zone themselves. That could be a big opportunity if Callaway, you know, can get a slant type thing and 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 take it. You know, somebody's going to have to make a play that isn't just Baker Mayfield, and 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 you know, this becomes a situation where you know, as much as it is a, you know, whoever's open is going to get the ball. Somebody, what even if it's their only catch of the whole game, somebody's going to have to step up and make that big play that's going to move the. Uh, ball down the field and there's a lot of guys who have sort of been trending in that direction Njoku last week Perryman the last couple weeks Higgins in the way he's been playing playmaker Darren freaking Fells who just makes <laughs> things happen uh with his his all he he's basically and all he does is catch touchdowns territory uh that somebody's <laughs> got to find that big play to sort of open this up and and, and create a problem because it's not gonna be you know I say this and it'll, it'll be 42 37 it's probably going to be a game that stays, you know, first team to about 20 is going to take this one home. And they're, it's going to be about who can be smart, protect the football, and get the points that they can get. Uh, whether that's, you know, Greg Williams is never afraid to do this. Uh, go for it and get a big play down in the red zone. Uh, the Ravens have not been afraid to do this. It almost bit them last week going for it in the red zone. Uh you know, th- this becomes a game where both these teams sort of understand they've got to find a way to get their points when they have the opportunities. Well, I mean, first things first for the Browns, th- you're risking nothing here. So, I mean, you want to know what? Bowls to the wall. I mean, nothing I- I- is off the table. Um, but like you said, now that they rotate the year to- into your defensive lineman, look, it's week 17. Um, you know, Baker and you know has been with Freddie now since week nine. Maybe some no huddle here. And you know, uh, uh, you know, a whole series of no huddle, keep them off of their feet. Um, for guys who are nervous, and, and look, I, I understand. It seems like the Browns are being a little disrespected here. Um, four hundred forty-four total yards in Week Five. That was out without Nick Chubb as your feature running back. That was with Desmond Harrison as your left tackle. That was before Bashard Perriman was a part of this, you know, offense and and a regular piece of it. So don't snooze on any of that. Uh, weather-wise, we're looking at guys. Um, you're probably looking high 30s here. Um, so you know, look. I mean, that's manageable. It's pretty much what they played in last week. And Pete made up a great point. Um, I, you know, if you guys aren't familiar, I've been to the Baltimore area. I've been to the Inner Harbor. If Brashard Perriman catches a touchdown pass, I want to see him toss it into the Inner Harbor, which is about a few hundred yards away. Of course, you got to clear the stadium, but that would be the ultimate because Brashard Perriman did have a nice preseason for the uh, the Ravens. They just were moving on regardless. But that would be a coup de gras, And, you know, the, the middle finger that these guys seem to just want to be putting up week in, week out. Like, look, we don't care. Put it on us. I don't care. We've been the brunt of the joke for so long now. We're going to bark back and we're going to fight and we're going to argue. And you don't want to know it. We don't, we don't want to listen with any more. And that will be the statement if they can pull out this W. Either way, 7, 8, and 1 is going to be fantastic. But 8, 7, and 1 is something these guys really want. Guys, the Locked On Browns pregame show here brought to you tonight by MyBookie.com. Matt Williamson over at Locked On NFL. 
whether it's his uh, Monday shows, whether it's hosts like me or Mark Schofield from Locked On Patriots, the biggest games of the weekend. You know, Matt gets three or four of us together. You know, breaks down some. You know, does t- you know five to ten minute segments. Does some great stops there. Sage Rosenfels, offensive. Uh, you know, talk. You're going to get a lot of it from Sage, obviously former NFL quarterback. Mike Renner on Wednesdays for the PFF slant. Thursdays, Mike Sando comes on from ESPN. Him and Matt always have a good time. Friday, Matt Williamson breakdown. You know, gives you all the picks from the weekend slate coming up. Uh, uh, and this Friday show, so the Lockdown NFL podcast with Matt Williamson. Great stuff, guys. Something you should, probably should be listening to, especially if you're going to start, you know, using some of that my bookie money and uh, wagering games here as we hit to the playoffs. Pete, as we close this out here, uh, I mean, anything we missed? Anything you want to add here, bud? Yeah, for anybody who's unhappy with uh, anything Baker Mayfield does on the field, God help them. If they go out and beat the Ravens on Sunday and he makes a big play to sort of seal it, uh, that whatever whatever he did uh, with the stare down and Hugh Jackson is going to be – Spoiled Rotten Rich Boy? Is that what it was? Spoiled Rotten Rich Boy? Yes. Yes. Apparently Hugh Jackson is struggling to make ends meet. But anyway – yeah, <laughs> if, if if Baker Mayfield has a big play, big big game, and the and the Browns win, what he did against Hugh Jackson is probably going to look like child's play compared to what he. And I think it won't be just him. I think it will be him and the and the rest of the team really does on that field to sort of you know announce themselves to the world in in Baltimore. Obviously, if they if they get this win, they go over eight seven and one with all the fight for their respect and everything else. That even if they didn't make the playoffs, they're gonna sort of do something. I, my expectation is they're gonna do something that people talk about for a while. Yeah, I look. I mean, they're gonna go into this. Look, I mean, and, and for the Browns, and it seemed like when Kevin Zeitler talked about it last night, this is it. I mean, the, 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 they're they're going balls to the wall here. This means everything to them. They know this is the you know the the last game of the season, eight seven and one, four four and one. This is something and four one and one. This is something these guys carry serious, and uh, you know they have zero reservation or vacation plans for January twenty twenty. This is their statement to the rest of the NFL. And look, maybe if they had never gone with what they had gone up until this point with the coaching staff, whatever, we would be talking about January football. And I think there's some saltiness with these guys going into this game that there could be talk of January football, but it's not here. And I, I, I'll be honest, as long as you can stop Lamar in this run game, this could get out of hand quickly because, I I mean, the way the Browns are going to come into this, they are coming in and almost looking for blood. Yeah, I, 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 there's no question that, that – this could be, but honestly, if it's a blowout in the way you're suggesting, I think it's like an Alabama over LSU t- style blowout where it's like 16 0, but it feels like 40. Like that's, I, you know, I don't, you know, I just don't see how this becomes, a, a, you know, an insane scoring affair, but I do think it would be, uh, they get a couple big plays and then they basically just clamp down. Uh, on on Lamar Jackson that defense and, and basically just sort of you know almost like the 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 kid swinging his arms with the guy on the forehead type de- uh, the hand on the forehead type deal uh, sort of joking with him a little bit but that's you know beyond the whole they've got nothing to lose thing I think they've got everything to sort of prove uh, and everything they they hope to to sort of validate that they've been building towards and and whether it's national respect whether it's divisional respect whether it's just being able to walk around you know that locker room this city wherever their hometown is and basically go 
we're a winning football team, uh, that, that, that there's just a lot for them that they want to prove. So as much as, you know, I'm sure some people are like, well, the, you know, the Browns, you know, they just want to get out here and not get hurt. I, I think they, they want this one badly. And, and if they get it, that's only going to validate everything they, they've been go- doing. And then it's going to be a question of uh, how long do these guys basically take off before they are sort of grinding away? Like how, how are, are, is it going to be a question of, you know, are, are, are the coaching staff and organization basically saying to them, look, take a couple more weeks off. We'll be here. Get your body right. We don't want you to grind yourself to dust before we even get get to the uh, you know training camp and stuff. We know you guys are excited, but we've got to we've got to be smart about how we do this. Well, and but and the other factor which you did not bring up is is you know I mean look you know Baker loves Freddie. The offense loves Freddie. Um, I think they love the way that this has gone on since week nine. So part of this is is they want to you know kind of and look well, if we're talking about Baker, we'll use the term plant their flag for the way this current structure is and give them one final, you know, check plus on their resumes that these guys are going to show. And look, this is how we're going to get through the January episodes. You know, Pete will be down in Mobile. We'll do a lot of that. But a lot of January is going to be where this is headed, you know, head coach wise and, and filling out the rest of the coaching staff and how all this plays out. You know, obviously we got to this a little bit on the Christmas episode, but John Dorsey, when you know you kick two guys out of your building, figured, all right, you know, I'll get my list together, and this will be simple. We'll figure out who's best. But there's two guys in this building right now who feel otherwise, and they've done everything they can to say, hey, maybe you don't need to look outside this building. And I kind of think that the guy, the you know, I mean, this is a bunch of young guys, and now they're tasting success. Maybe they don't want to change. So, but we're going to see how it all plays out. But you go in there and and you get this last W at eight seven and one. And you walk into the offseason feeling and confident that you are the second best team in this division. And you want to know what? We're not too scared of Pittsburgh either. So who cares? But it, it's just going to be a great coup de grace. And it's going to be a fun game to watch. Guys, like I always tell you, look, we're familiar to 1 p.m. starts. Guys, don't start the beer drinking at 10 a.m. on a 1, you know, it's a 425. You might want to start that closer to 2, 2, you know, 3 o'clock. You know, make sure you're sober there for the fourth quarter, guys. Uh, Pete Smith does a fantastic job, guys, over at NFL Spin Zone. And I have, you know, obviously we have one more here before we get to draft talk. But Pete cannot be more thankful for everything you've done here for the show. And it, it, it's fun busting chops back and forth with you. Uh, so you'll get me and Pete Smith, me and Pete Smith, obviously, right after kickoff. Um, we're going to get this up here shortly here for the pregame show. Uh, we got a lot more stuff coming on here as we close out the 2018 year, as we close out the 2018 season. Guys, I cannot be more thankful. Make sure you read Pete's work over at NFL Spinzo. Like I said, follow on Instagram, on Twitter, the Locked On NFL Net account. Uh, everything is funneled from there, uh, funneled through the shows. You know, uh, all the work we do here. You know, me and the individual guys here, the individual team hosts. Uh, follow the Locked On Browns Twitter account. Always a follow back account. Uh, follow me personally at Jeff LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, as far as iTunes rating reviews, they are always appreciated and always needed. So keep coming with that. Guys, uh, as we always say when we put a bow on, locked on Browns. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.